Welcome to the K-Scope podcast 161. Billy Reeves here. Hope you're well. The new Tesseract album is almost upon us. Before we hear from Jay and Ackle, let's take a trip to the grey.
Tesseract, The Grey, the new single from the forthcoming album War of Being. The LP's out on K-Scope on the 15th of September. The video for The Grey features in-game footage from an accompanying video game where you can explore the universe in which the characters featured on the album inhabit. And you can buy it on Steam, the video game. There's a VR on Viva, on Oculus and on Steam Deck if I understand that correctly. Always pushing ahead, your Tesseract. Uh, Moss and uh, Daniel Tompkins been uh, very closely involved with this. I think perhaps you'll see more bands uh, bridging uh, music and gaming. Uh, Tesseract are gearing up for three massive tours, pretty much worldwide. Their first tours since the online portals show during lockdown. Here's Drummer Jay. Is it gonna be the future? Are Tesseract well set up for spreading the word using modern technology? Because it strikes me as that you always were. That's a fairly new technology, and it's a great way for bands to to make a bit of money. Um, because once you've done it, you've got this asset that you can continue to sell potentially. And the overheads, you can kind of control that. It's an expensive one-off, but we, we recouped more than the cost of the show for portals. Right, Playing on stage to an audience, there's an energy that you can't replicate yeah. to a couple of cameras. And there's a, I think, like you say, people like getting together socially to go to these things, to go and see their yeah. favorite bands. There's an excitement when your band, favorite band is coming to town. It's a great way for bands as well to, you know, to be able to sell merch because that's yeah. really one of the remaining ways that bands make money is through merchandise. Oh, right. Okay, because there's been a lot of talk about that in this country with venues charging a percentage on the merch. <laughs> so is that still okay? Is that, is that still an income stream for Tesseract? Because again, unnamed Caseco bands that I won't mention say to me it's actually a bit of a pain because the fans demand it, but you've got to carry like boxes and boxes of things that you make two quid on. But is it a, an income stream for the Tesseractians then? If you sell enough of it, yes. <clears throat> right. um, it, uh, what everything that you just said is true. Um, <laughs> right. The venues take a cut. Um, oh, the people so that work around you, the business that surrounds the band, takes a cut. Yeah. Um, there's obviously the cost for the companies that you work with. Uh, the merchandise companies take their cut because they're providing yeah. service Make it in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. So you you are left with um, not that much, and okay. the especially if you need things quickly that's the other thing so we we just had to pay a premium to get a load of things um for headbangers uh parade that we played the other week (laughs) in the netherlands and you know five six thousand people there yeah and we we sold out of all the merch and the profit was measly it was it was like really you can sell that much merch and only yeah. make that much money come yeah. on but the fans um, demand it you know but the fans it, exactly the fans demand it yeah, and it's all part, and of the, part of the experience as well i guess it really is and yeah. fans wearing the merch it's mm, yeah. it, it does help us and it's such also, a great logo yeah yeah and it's an it's a an advertisement for us and it mm. shows kind of a the the tribe if you will like of people yeah, that are into good, it it just yeah, it continues point. to grow that so it's definitely still worth doing, but being creative with your merch is is important. And I've been speaking to a lot of people um, about this because I'm trying to wrap my head around how we grow it because our, our merch has been fairly inconsistent for a little while across um, between Europe and the US. It's not been the same. And there's different items that they're going to want in different territories. I understand that, but I'm trying to align it a little bit more so that it's more cohesive and makes sense. 
and I was speaking to people in bands that are bigger than us asking how they do it and if you've got an album anniversary or something like that you release something that is relevant to that so it might be a hoodie it might be a jacket a hat a mug something that is is good that you've thought about and has been designed specifically for that reason and you can do a pre-order for that so that you only make as many as are needed and then you haven't got excess um you can do that you can do um you can test new designs by doing um print to order so you don't get as much yeah. profit from that but if you're order, yeah. yeah not sure this will work but let's give it a little go give it a week on on print to order see how it does um and also i mean album campaigns obviously loads of new merch for that but winter range summer range evergreen range right, yeah. and every well, three four hell. months you do a specific drop that's like here's some new stuff christmas stuff if you want something fancy, if you want a nice knitted Tesseract uh, jumper, one of those awful looking jumpers. <laughs> Christmas jumper. You have to plan about six months in advance. Okay, now who's the who's the big who's the big rock and roller when you're on tour, uh, and who's sitting there meditating? And is the big rock and roller Monteith in it? Obviously. Yes. Dark question, Monteith. isn't it? Really. <laughs> he's yeah. the he's the one he's the one partying and rocking out. Generally, he, I say partying and rocking out. It's his way of networking. So oh, right. James, you know, he's got his PR company, and pretty much every single day he's meeting someone at a venue who that's a band or Ooh, someone in the nice, industry yeah. that's to do with that. So, nice. and t- when you do that, inevitably a beer or twelve are involved. Yeah. So that's that's okay. James. But also the, the the sort of music that the the area in which Tesseract work, you need a James Monteith. You do, I think. So who's who's there? Who's there meditating? With their um, whale sounds on their iPod, kind of the rest of us. Um, <laughs> like I, I would have said back in the day, it would have been Moss. Um, but That's honestly, brilliant. now all That's of us brilliant. are just kind of you know. Ackle sleeps all day. He'll Ackle will oh, just right, stay okay. in his bunk and sleep until sound check, and then get out. And then it, it's kind of crazy. That must um, be quite healthy, though. You know, because there are such a, there is such a thing as um, as early birds and and night owls. It's been proven. I read a book about it recently called mm. "Why We Sleep." It, 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 oh um, yeah, I've read that. It, yeah, great. Well, yeah, well then you know then tribes. You know that's how you protected the tribes. The tribe is only weak between one in the morning and four in the in the evening. So who who's the who's the is always up? Who's always happy about it? Who's the moaner? That's I'm the, the moaner. It's the drum, I'm it? so, yeah. literally the moaner. Oh, God, I can't lift anything else. It's the worst. I, I'm the moaner, though, because <laughs> I uh, I get so pissy if my sleep is messed up. Oh, but like, I mean, if you read that okay. book that you read, you know yeah. that getting bad Amazing sleep book. is yeah. terrible for you. Yeah. And on, te- so. on tour, you get pretty terrible sleep. On a yeah. bus, it's fine. But if you're... We've done this a lot where you, you play a show, you, you're doing a festival in Helsinki, yeah. and then, oh, by the way, guys, we've got to get to Italy, or we've got to get to, like, <laughs> South Germany overnight for, yeah. uh, we've got a 3 p.m. stage time, so you, you're finishing at, like, 1 a.m., straight to an airport, and th- there's a bunch of that where there's just no rest, no time for rest in between, and yeah. in my 20s, I'd have bounced back from that, but I'm, hit, I'm approaching yeah. 40, and... Yeah. <laughs> I can't. It it really messes with me to to the oh. point that the last load of summer tours that we did in 2019, um, I actually I blacked out at one point from exhaustion. Oh, I, we, wow. I know we yeah. we'd done a handful of shows back to back with you know airports immediately after the show, yeah. 
Um, so show airport fly, show mm. airport fly. Expected to sleep on planes and stuff. And um, I sat on a, got on a plane. I, I kind of went, ooh, I don't feel oh, good. And I tapped shit. the guy next to me, who's one of our crew. I said, oh, something's going on here. And I just, oh. all my stuff just dropped and I just kind of went limp yeah. in the chair. And it happened again on the flight. They then th- the people on the plane thought I was pissed. <laughs> they yeah, thought no, I was drunk. Who's that? Rob, are you all right now? Are you all right now? Yeah, I'm fine. It was all it right. was literally. Uh, I think it was probably low blood sugar and just because yeah. because so, surely your synapses are going are going uh, across a show where everything where you're going thirteen time in fourteen time in, and playing with that energy surely your synapses you're you're wired differently to the rest of us aren't you i know there's a lot that is it's very physical and it's yeah. uh, i have to be very focused and if you haven't yeah. slept um, i mean you know what yeah. it's like after one day of jet lag i'm a little bit jet lagged now because i was in the uk two days ago but right. um you know what, what it's like if you're flying anywhere there's you know a few hours different yeah. and you've got to stay up that entire day to catch up on you know the the hours it's it really messes with your brain and if you do that yeah. for a day and then another day and another day and another day which sometimes happens on tour then you become the moaner which is me um, <laughs> i'm glad to, i'm glad it's a, i'm glad it's, i'm glad that that's totally fitted into my prejudices yeah of, uh, <laughs> now i've been speaking to all members of tesseract you'll hear snippets of those interviews throughout the rest of the year on the k-scope podcast i caught up with ackle a little while back to find out why the album had taken quite a long time it feels like we've had the time just to invest into it personally and just get something that we're all happy with, especially from me personally and for Dan, I know Dan as well, just to give it the time it deserves, for lack of a better word, lack of a better phrase. We were in the studio a year ago, like this time, yeah. a year ago in June, and then we yeah. finished recording in July. Um, but then I didn't finish the mix until, uh, I think it was the end of November or something, the end of November, start of December, so that yeah. was six months ago. But then you've got you've got to do the video, um, artwork, okay. and then I think originally we were hoping to do a kind of uh, sort of spring release. We were hoping it would have been out by now. Mm. Then I th- remember management saying there's a lot of albums coming out. You know, Sleep Token, Metallica, uh, yada yada. There's a lot of a lot of other bands. So I think he wanted to try and uh, management wanted to try and fit it in, so to speak, into a gap so that it didn't get washed out, and uh, to try and give it the best potential. You know, okay. um, so but I think. Cool. There's a big band that's releasing releasing in the same weeks. So it's like, God damn it. So you can't really exactly. control those things. That's, really. that's really interesting that that's still even in this day and age with things yeah. you know, coming out in so many different formats and coming out in, on the ether you know, mm. and Spotify that that's, that still happens. That's really It's probably a small thing, but it's obviously a consideration, I think. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. And of course, it's something that is a decision that, you, that you're not... You're not yeah. making, which is interesting yeah. as well. So you're doing, you're doing, you're doing what you're told in a way. I guess essentially. Well, I guess it's a suggestion, but a strong suggestion. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back on the road this year and next year, the most spectacular amount of dates in Europe and the US and elsewhere. You guys have always been really adept at putting on an incredibly complex show, but yeah, making it professional and easy for yourself by not taking a load of unnecessary gear with you it's really clever how do you do that when we first started we had amps and like you know all kinds of bells and whistles but then it was like oh i remember the first time we went to australia actually uh we got to the airport and we had probably we had so much gear that they wanted us to pay about four or five grand's worth of excess and it was like oh we haven't done this before Uh oh so i had to call like someone to come back and 
quick take this, we don't need this, we don't need this, and we got it down to like a couple of hundred quid. Then, yeah, that was a, could have been an expensive lesson. But we just we just have bare essentials. So we've got our quad cortexes. Uh, I haven't got one on me. They're like this big for the, the guitars, bass. Um, three guitars each. Moss recently just been just been taking two. Dan's got a couple of preamps he takes out sometimes. Um, and if we have the luxury, we'll take like a small mixing desk with us because like the Arena monitor mix is such a big part of it. Um, but it depends what's available at the shows, obviously, and where we're going. Um, but generally, it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty small. Yeah, it's pretty... More expensive, literally, to get on the road and, and, and fill in forms. It definitely and... is. Um, remember the last US tour we did, we were like, oh, the next next time we come back to the States, when the next album's out, this one that's about to be released, we had to get onto a bus, we had to afford a bus easily. But now the bandwagons that we use, which is kind of like in between an RV and a bus, they've they've kind of tripled in price. And let alone what a bus or a coach price is, and that's not even inflation. You know, it's just like times three, let alone inflation costs. But yeah, it's everything's like that. Yeah, and fuel prices and crew, which is understandable. You know, so everyone's got yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's prices through. go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it's, so it's gonna. I'm not sure how um, invasive this would be to mention this, but it's gonna be. Is this going to be your first tour as a father? And how different is yeah. that going to be? Now, are you going to be taking top tips from Daniel? Yeah, so, and James, yeah, because they've both got oh, um, little oh, ones, I yeah. Yeah, although they're... Well, to be fair, his, his, uh, his two are older now and he's got a little a little girl. He's about three, I think. Right, OK. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'll be going for Dan and James for some advice, I'm sure. But yeah, my little one's just two months old at the minute, or almost two months old. Um... So I thought touring was tiring. <laughs> yeah, having a baby more tiring. Been played any prog metal in the crib yet? Yeah, I've been trying. He doesn't seem to like metal music yet. <laughs> I was trying to. I was playing some Pink Floyd. I played. Uh, he liked that. I played some Bjork. He started crying. So he doesn't like the uh, avant-gardeness of Bjork yet. <laughs>
My thanks to Jay and Ackle. That's the denouement of War of Being, the title track of Tesseract's forthcoming album. There's going to be a listening party at the Gallery London N7 on the 8th of September. Your chance to hear War of Being in Dolby Atmos, participate in a band Q&A and try the band's new beer, a brooding collaboration with Alpha Delta Brewing, and play the aforementioned video game, the War of Being uh, VR experience. Tickets are going fast. Check the band's website. Keeping up a similar energy, here's the new single from ORK.
there, ORK, Deadly Bite, the latest single from the album Screamnasium. Check the video starring on drums uh, Michaela Nadinova of Nervosa. Michaela sat in at the Two Days Prog Festival in Italy, sitting in for usual sticksmith Pat Mastelletto of King Crimson. He'll be back for the Eastern European dates, joining uh, Colin Edwin. Lef and Carmine uh, Pipitone, who make up the International Prog Quartet O.R.K. Screamnasium is out on K-Scope now. Now, keen listeners to the news section of the K-Scope podcast will have noted me shouting loudly about the joint tour featuring Gong and Osric Tentacles. And of course, they're not daft. Inevitably, both have new albums coming out. Here's Tiny Galaxies from the new one from Gong. Your eye look wrong 
that's the new single by Gong. It's out now. It's entitled Tiny Galaxies from the forthcoming album Unending Ascending. And do note well that Osric Tentacles and Gong are touring together throughout the UK in November and December. The 18th of November show in London features the crazy world of Arthur Brown people. And then again in the spring, uh, the bands team up for another double dip psychedelic experience, the Last Blast Tour. And keep your ears peeled for some new Osric tentacles in the next K-Scope podcast. Now, before I go, a reminder that do please send us a link to any unsigned music, perhaps made by you or someone that you've heard of, that you feel may fit in with the K-Scope podcast aesthetic to listen at kscopemusic.com. That's listen at kscopemusic.com. We'd love to hear something new and we'd love to play some stuff out that's unheard. Thanks to Steve, by the way, for sending us Dear Mother. Been uh, digging that, a Dutch band. Uh, so listen at kscopemusic.com. Going to finish with our dear old friend Bruce Sword. Now, the Pineapple Thief Mastermind has a new solo album coming out on K-Scope on September the 22nd. It's titled Luminescence. And Bruce is taking his trio on the road in support of this for a short European and UK tour. Starts at the end of September. And we will see you on the 14th of October at Nell's in London, new venue, uh, which is almost sold out, apparently. Here's the second single taken from this beautiful album, Nestle In. Do please like, subscribe and share the K-Scope podcast wherever you may find it. And we'll be hearing from Bruce Sword in the next episode. Ta-ta! Just nestling And don't